listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, founder of Fashion Palette joins us. Sonia recently became a household name after appearing on Channel 7's My Kitchen Rules. However, long before her days of a reality TV star, Sonia had already established herself as a prominent businesswoman in Australia. Sonia developed fashion agency Fashion Palette in 2009 to help Australian fashion designers expand their businesses via annual runway platforms through connecting designers with industry professionals, consumers, medias and buyers, something which Sonia had never seen done before in Australia. Now working in both New York and Sydney, Sonia's bubbly and friendly down-to-earth nature has helped her create great relationships with designers, models, suppliers and consumers across the world, showcasing hundreds of designers over the years, including Sassen Bide, Beckham Bridge, Bettina Liano and so many more. Hi, Sonia. How are you? Hi, Alison. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us here today. We are very excited to meet you and also hear about the fashion palette. So before we get into your business, I'd love you to tell us just a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the program first and foremost. Um, so I my, I, my family and I migrated to Australia in 1986. There were three at the time um, and I have two Jordanian parents um, and when we migrated here we ended up living in Western Sydney out in Cameltown and growing up I've always been quite creative and um, I once completed high school I went on to study a Bachelor of Visual Communication at UWS and I graduated there in 2004 um, and then from there I started teaching at UWS <laughs> um, and then I started working in the industry. I started as a junior graphic designer and worked my way up to an art director within a marketing company in Sydney. Wow. So it was all in-house marketing, was it? It was in-house marketing for a wealth creation company. So it wasn't your typical creative environment, but it was great because I learnt a lot of skills and knowledge um, in terms of sales experience from, you know, people that were uh, working in the sales division. I learnt about the importance of, um, you know, investing and just a lot of different grounding. Yeah, and it was great because whilst I was able to be creative, I was soaking up the skills and knowledge from people that were, like I said, in sales, in marketing and um, and just a lot of different skill sets that I probably wouldn't have learned and then utilised mm. in my business moving forward, which I was yet to kind of discover. Um, but I was in that work environment for about four years and it was great because I was surrounded by entrepreneurs who were all all pretty much my mentors to then the next chapter of my work life, Mm. if that makes sense. Which is the fashion palette. So tell us about that. Yeah, so I am, look, it was one of those things when I was working full-time, I got to a point where I 
started to not really be passionate or enjoy what I was doing. I um, loved being creative, but I didn't like being stuck behind a computer screen all day pushing pixels. Um, I just found after four years of doing that, I got to a point where I knew it wasn't what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life, so to speak. Um, and so working working down in Circular Quay, I would see Fashion Week tents pop up, um, walking from Circular Quay Station down to the marketing firm that I was working in. And at the time, I, like I said, I got to a point where I knew I wanted a change and a shift and the company I was working for was all about creating and building wealth through property and, um, you know, through financial planning so that you can go out and live the life of your dreams and, and have that lifestyle that, you know, you you essentially we're all working so we can have an amazing life and create the lifestyle that we're after and that kind of was embedded in the the work culture that I was working in and so it was also a great environment in that we were put through a lot of personal development courses we had a lot of um, great mentors and speakers come through the you know the space so I was in a mindset at the time where you know I believed anything I could um anything I could visualize I could create and go out there and produce it and I got to a point where I was over you know being stuck behind the computer screen and I wanted a concept an idea of a business that I could see come to life and so I was walking past Fashion Week year after year and it kind of dawned on me that there were no consumer-driven fashion events here in Sydney at all back in 2007. And so for someone who loved fashion, if you weren't in the industry, there were literally no events for you to be able to attend. There were no runway shows for you to, you know, to, to be involved in and, and um, watch. And so the concept started from that idea and then that same year I was at a, um, a design conference, a graphic design conference and it was at the Sydney Convention Centre and it runs over two days, it's called Semi-Permanent and I was at the conference and again another light bulb moment I guess and it was I thought to myself um, it's always it's a conference that I always attended and I'd always walk away feeling really inspired and empowered and just learning a lot of skills and knowledge and soaking up a lot of information from people that have made it in their field and I thought to myself this would be great if I could replicate this but for the fashion industry again and bring people that are fashionpreneurs up on stage whether it be a fashion stylist a fashion you know, illustrator or a fashion designer or a fashion editor and get them all up on stage to share how they made it in their field and their creative processes and techniques and, you know, and allow them to pass on their skills and knowledge to others. So that's where Fashion Palette all started. It was a two-day conference-style event and, um here I was at semi-permanent. It's you know a good three thousand people that attend the the event, 
Um, and I said to myself, yep, I can, I can do this. Um, and I actually approached the guys that run semi-permanent and I said, would you guys like to work together to start up a fashion version? And they were all on board. We did a few brainstorming sessions together. And then after maybe a month or so, they turned to me and said, Sonia, we're so busy, you know, with our magazine and semi-permanent had started taking off in New Zealand and in Asia and, and they just had a lot on their plate. So they didn't want to commit to working alongside starting up a new um, conference if they couldn't give it their all mm. as well. So I got to a point where I was like, mm, I, it's not my background, it's not my expertise, never run you know, an event of its kind. I don't have any contacts in the fashion industry. I wouldn't even know where to start with sponsorship. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, maybe it was just an idea and, you know, I gave it a shot. Or I can believe in myself and and I knew I was super passionate about the idea and it was something that I was motivated and determined to bring to life that I just said to myself well you've got a full-time job you can just work on this as a side project almost like a passion a hobby a side project and you can work on it slowly and just bring it to life and that's what I did I started working on it during my lunch hour so anyone I needed to get on the phone to is where phone to I should say whether it was a sponsor or a designer or you know, a designer that I was inviting to be one of the speakers or, you know, I had to utilise my one-hour lunchtime during business hours to be able to connect with people that I could, um, you know, sell my concept and idea to so that they can be involved in the first event. And it was really hard because here I was, um, you know, someone that had never produced an event and... I didn't really have a name for myself. So how did the first how did the first one go? Was it a success? Look, it, it, we had some great speakers. I mean, we had you know Peter Morrissey, we had Catherine Wills, um, the creative director from Minco. We had some really great talent involved, but we didn't sell as many tickets as I was hoping. For. How do how many do you think you sold? Um, from memory, I think we sold 700 tickets and really 2,700. That was like, you know, doing the numbers, everything else. So I believe we could do that. I took yeah. out a $60,000 credit card because of the venue. Which oh, my gosh. We then ran the first event at the Sydney Convention Centre. I didn't start small. I <gasps> <gasps> was saying, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it properly. Yeah. I know someone else that actually did something very similar to what you did and she was working full-time as well and just did it absolutely massive the first time. Just about yes. kept her, but it was, you know, it was definitely worth it. Well, this is the thing. This is what the turning point for me was I ran the conference, but alongside the conference I ran an after party. We had Yen Magazine hosting the after party. And we sold two, um, I, sorry, sorry, in two weeks we had sold 500 tickets to the after party, which was promoting emerging up-and-coming Australian talent that you would, um, that guests were able to then see on the runway. Mm. And so I saw that there was such a huge demand to, A, support 
emerging Australian talent here in Australia and also for a consumer-driven fashion event. And so the following year, I, whilst I lost money the first year, I knew I had to give it another shot. Yeah. But with everything that I had learned from the first year. Mm-hmm. And that was to cut back the, the from 12 speakers, we cut it back to six speakers. Yeah. Um, and then we ran, we opened up applications right across Australia for emerging Australian designers to showcase as part of Fashion Palette Runway. And we moved it to the overseas passenger terminal. Again, a venue that I walked past when I when the concept and idea came together for Fashion Palette. And I said, we're going to, you know, run run the show there. We had 30 emerging designers participate and it was a huge success. So that's kind of where Fashion Palette started, I guess, um, evolving and becoming what it is now today. Because you, um, know, you now have a presence over in New York, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So how that came about was Wayne Cooper was one of our speakers in 2010 and I remember he was up on stage and he spoke about how he spent over 100000 Australian dollars to showcase as part of New York Fashion Week because it all adds up once you start locking in a team to head over to New York, your PR, the venue, yeah. models, publicity, it all adds up. Um, and that was back in 2010, you know, the price of a solo show now would be double. Mm. And it, it dawned on me that, you know, we, we are isolated from the rest of the world and in order to, you know, capture international buyers, we almost need to, you know, be showcasing in New York. Um, New York Fashion Week was and is still, you know, um, considered one of the fashion capitals of the world and there's a huge amount of buyers that, you know, flood into New York for New York Fashion Week to view all the collections and whatnot. So so he um, made mention of that and I thought to myself, well, it'd be a great opportunity to be able to showcase a collection of Australian brands over in New York. Um, And so I started doing some research about launching a platform for Australian designers to be able to showcase in New York Fashion Week um, alongside a collection of other Australian brands. Um, And that's kind of how Fashion Palette New York started to come about and take shape. So each year are you doing a show in Sydney and in New York? So over the years Sydney has been one of those events where it has come and gone. Yeah. Um, And the reason being is I find that our brands benefit a lot greater showcasing outside of Australia. Right. um, They're just exposed to a lot more buyers. um, Publicity-wise, you know, we still capture a lot of local um, and national press coverage for our brands as well as obviously international press coverage. So showcasing in New York, you know, our brands are then picked up by media from, you know, the Middle East to Asia to the US and all over the world really. Mm -hmm. So it has its advantages and then obviously showcasing their collections to big 
department store buyers from, you know, the likes of Harvey Nichols, Bloomingdale's, Saks, Bergdorf Goodman, um, you know, Revolve, ASOS. We get a lot of different buyers that come through. Um, we even have, you know, recently at Miami Swim Week, um, Victoria's Secret. Um, so it just presents and it gives a great platform for Australian designers that want to grow their businesses into the US. And yes. You, you, know, you would find that you've got a lot of really good contacts through this role, correct? I have, definitely. Over the years, we've built up a lot of um, wonderful contacts, yes. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. So what does an average day look like for you? So for me, a lot of um, my average day, I guess, is spent, you know, um, working on securing everything leading up to the event. So, you know, the venue, the lineup, um, having meetings with designers, prepping everything ahead of the shows, working on social media. Um, whilst I didn't want to be stuck behind a computer screen <laughs> with my first role, we had to, I do spend a lot of time behind emails. Um, yes. And, you know, I'm heavily involved in the business. Um to the point where I personally go in and update the website with the designer bios and I'm just very hands-on. And mm. because of my background, being a graphic designer, I find that, you know, I'm still doing and creating all the artwork. And I'm sure. Yeah, it, it helps. <laughs> do you find it stressful putting on these big-scale events? Like do you ever think, oh, my gosh, I'm just not going to, you know, um, be able to pull it off or I won't be able to get the right designers or we won't have enough people there? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, with every event, you know, that I run, I always have, I always get a little bit nervous the day of the show, yeah. you know, just turning up and, and and you're going 100 miles per hour and you're in that mindset where, you know, you've done everything you can and it's the event's going to happen, you know. And, you know, there are always going to be circumstances that are out of your hands that, you know, that you can't control. Um, and we've had, you know, some hiccups here and there over, over our time. But generally speaking, I think, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I started the company not knowing a thing about running a fashion event and now, you know, we definitely have all our, you know, systems and procedures and processes and the way that we manage everything from start to finish is really um, just really well put together. So it eliminates a lot of, I guess, um, a lot of things wrong. that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I bet at the end of each event you're like, thank goodness that's done, and then you've got to think about the next one. Yeah, you definitely have a sense of relief um, when the event is wow. all over. You just, you know, you just stop and breathe. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so so are, you, are you always looking for emerging Australian designers, are you, in fashion? So um, when I started Fashion Pal, it was heavily focused on emerging talent, but over the years, especially um, providing the international platform, we now work with both emerging and leading Australian designers. Right. We've um, 
you know, yeah, we've worked with a lot of incredible brands from Sass and Buy, Breaking Breed, Tony Manicheski. Um, yeah, just the list goes on. So anyone that's really interested in being able to showcase their collection yeah. to US buyers and media, then we'll definitely look at help. Oh, my gosh, Sonia, this is so interesting. I bet you've got the best wardrobe. <laughs> Have you? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I'm, You know, my wardrobe is made up of so many different brands, uh, designer brands, non-designer brands, you know, um, everything from sporty to dressy to, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of dresses and skirts and heels. Um, Travelling to New York doesn't help, you know, I'm always shopping yeah. when I'm there. Um, but you know what? I obviously have a great appreciation for fashion. I come from a design background, so I have a really good appreciation for quality, um, you know, pieces and I, you know, I do like buying pieces that I know can sit in my wardrobe for years to come, so yes. classic pieces that just the carry on the body. Yeah. yeah. So um, anything that stands out is a bit different. I always like to um, try and purchase pieces that have got a little bit of something to them. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, Sonia, where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find us online on fashionpalette.com.au. Um, also on Instagram at fashionpalette, which is P-A-L-E-T-T-E. Um, and if anyone wants to contact me directly, my email is sonia at fashionpalette.com.au and it's Sonia with a Y. Excellent. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me.